to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello, and welcome to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. I am Denise Heidel, and I'm excited to welcome Fuller Parham of Triad Business Bank back to the podcast. This is your, what, second or third episode with us, Fuller? I think it's my second, but it may be my third. I don't remember. It's been a while. You've, you're, you're a repeat guest. Um, Glad to be back. So today we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of small business loans. And if you know Fuller, you know this topic is right up his alley. But before we begin our conversation, I want to highlight a few things going on at the Chamber. First of all, I, I want to thank our volunteers and our committee. We just wrapped up Columbus Community Day. They invested hours and weeks into making Columbus Community Day a great event. And we are very thankful to them. We're thankful to our vendors who came out and, of course, all of the guests who visited. So um, if you miss Columbus Community Day, well, check the calendar because we will already be planning it very soon for 2024. So um, other than that, though, we're not going to sit around and do nothing after Columbus Community Day is finished. We are going to continue. We have a really busy month of May coming up at the Louisville Columbus Chamber. Not only do we have our leads groups meetings, our monthly chamber meeting, um, we're excited to have our second Lunch and Learn of the Year on May 18th. Um, we're going to be talking about branding your business. Uh, this Lunch and Learn is sponsored by Marzano Capital Group, and we're thankful for their support so we can bring great educational content to the chamber. And speaking of great educational content, Fuller, did you hear the big announcement we made in April? I did. It's very exciting. I think, you know, in terms of programming, we've got tons of great programming, but what you're about to announce, I think is probably one of the best offerings we've had in the last few years. I'm so excited. We are bringing Dave Ramsey's Entre Leadership simulcast to the chamber. Um, I've actually gone through Entre Leadership. And it is an amazing program. Seriously, um, one of the most powerful leadership programs I've ever gone through. Um, all the details are on the chamber calendar at lewisville-clemens.com. So make sure you're checking out the website, checking out the calendar, and you're staying up to date on all that's going on. So with all that said, Fuller and I are here to talk about the do's and don'ts of small business loans, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Fuller, before we get the ball rolling, do you want to just give a quick overview of Triad Business Bank and what you do? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So as Denise said, um, I'm Fuller Parham. I'm currently uh, the treasurer on the board for the Louisville Clemens Chamber, but I'm also by day commercial banker uh, for Triad Business Bank. We're fairly new in town. We we opened our doors a little over three years ago, and we're a small community bank that's kind of locally um, focused and locally operated. And uh, in large part, we, we started and opened our doors to service the needs of small to medium-sized locally owned businesses. Um, that being said, you know, the topic that Denise has brought to the forefront for uh, the podcast is kind of near and dear to my heart and something that, you know, I focus most of my professional life on. <clears throat> well, great. I'm so glad to have you um, with me today. So the first question is a pretty basic one. What are some of the benefits of getting a small business loan? Yeah, I think, you know, starting out just it's it's a lot kind of like on the consumer side. 
Um, you know, businesses like individuals don't necessarily always have the cash to make big, big purchases, to make investments that they need to make in their businesses. And working with a financial partner or a bank, um, they can go out and borrow funds to purchase a new piece of equipment, uh, buy a piece of real estate or wh whatever you know, needs they've got for their growing business, they can finance and pay for over time as opposed to having to save up the cash and, and the reserves to to pay all up front. That's great. So what um what kind of small business loans are available? Yeah, so I'll I'll break this down, you know, pretty quickly. Um it's it's a wide, you know, universe of different types of loans, different places you can go to loans, but but ultimately most businesses, you know, either use small business loans to purchase equipment, purchase real estate, um, or, you know, consolidate debt, uh, ob obtain some working capital support if they expect their business to grow. Um, this would be to finance any accounts receivables or inventory they have for maybe a new product or a new line of, of customers that they're serving. Um, and then, you know, finally, an another option that a lot of businesses see is, is buying an existing business, whether it be entering a new location or a new market or even buying a competitor um, to, to in improve, you know, their operations for, for years to come. And, you know, thankfully, there's a wild world of or a wide world of, of different lenders. I'd say some are probably pretty wild, too. Um, not just banks, but banks are kind of the obvious ones that have storefronts um, on a lot of corners in the communities we operate in. Um, but there's private lenders, um, governmental agencies that, that lend to small businesses, as well as some private equity and um, investment banking type operations that will do you know, some higher levels of lending to, to medium-sized businesses. Right. So um, what are the first steps? So, you know, if you're a small business um, and, you know, at the Louisville Columbus Chamber of Commerce, we work with a lot of small businesses. What are the first steps someone needs to take in order to get a small business loan? Yeah, I, you know, th this is something that I really try to advise a lot of my clients on is you really just need to be prepared. Um, you know, just like if you were to, you know, when you're going out shopping for your first time, um, you know, there's a lot of steps you need to take to make that process a smooth process and make a responsible decision. It's not so different with your business and going out and, and borrowing money. So, you know, the first step I think is, is to determine, you know, what is your borrowing need and, and what is the opportunity that you're looking um, to finance and, you know, really doing some planning to make sense, to make sure that it makes sense for your business, not only today, but tomorrow and into the future and also considers, you know, some changes that may happen in the, you know, local economic environment. Um, Which I'm going to interrupt you for a second, because I mean, that's kind of scary because especially if you're brand new, you can think through all the scenarios under the sun, but all your ideas on paper, even in your business plan, all the scenarios that you've mapped out, opening the doors can be an entirely different thing. And so they can be really scary. The idea of knowing exactly what are the first steps, what are my immediate needs when you really haven't put necessarily those first steps into place, you know, those concrete steps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's always going to be externalities and risks that you can't control. 
Um, but I, I really like to talk to folks um, about doing planning and even putting financial projections together through a couple of different lenses. One, um, you know, putting some scenarios together in, in kind of a best case scenario um, and then also looking at things on the downside. What's what's kind of worst case scenario? Um, and, you know, if, if you find your business in that worst case scenario, are you still in a position where you can comfortably repay the loan? And then often that will lead you to kind of a middle of the road type projection and planning scenario that, you know, it's not going to be the worst case scenario, but it also, you know, may may not take into account, you know, some some additional growth that the business may see. Um, and, you know, when you are taking out a small business loan, it's, it's just like taking out a personal loan. It adds a level of risk to what you were doing. And, you know, it's an obligation that, you know, the payment is coming that, every month, uh, you know, until you pay it off. And um, that's kind of irrespective of, of whether or not, you know, customers are walking through the door. Right. Um, well, how can a business owner evaluate how much they need? I mean, I know a lot of this goes down to the, um, the, the business plan, writing a really good, strong business plan. But again, there's always variables in play that, you know, you may not realize when you're looking for um, a loan. And I know obviously Fuller, I've talked to you enough. I know you have a tendency to coach your, your people that you work with that, you know, you, you spend a lot of time talking to them about the ins and the outs, but what are the, what are the steps that a business owner can take to really get a grasp on what it is that they need financially? Yeah, I think there's there's two things at play there. I mean, one is when you go out to talk to a lender about borrowing money for whether it's a new piece of equipment or a, a new location or a new piece of real estate, you know, what what amount of debt would the lender be willing to provide? Um, you know, just like on a house, you know, the business is going to have to make a down payment for most business opportunities that they're going to finance. Um, there is equipment financing that sometimes you can get up to 100% um, of the invoice price of that equipment or for, you know, vehicles. Um, but that's more kind of the exception and less the norm. Typically, whether it's commercial real estate, whether it's buying an existing business, whether it's, you know, buying used equipment, Typically, you're going to have to put somewhere between 15 to 30 percent down. Um, and I would say, you know, really, you're going to be between 20 and 30 percent and maybe even a little bit more in the current environment. But back, backing up to, you know, your earlier question um, about kind of first steps, you know, we, we talked about determining, you know, what your need is. The other piece is is kind of looking at it through the lens of, you know, if it is, and I keep going back to equipment just because I think that's kind of, you know, a very common practical purpose for borrowing money is, is determining, you know, what's the amount that you could borrow um, and what that need is, but also is there additional working capital support that you would need on the backside of it? Um, and, and good ways to figure out if you're, you're planning appropriately is, is talk to your trusted advisors. Um, you know, you make sure to talk to your CPA uh, or your accounting firm that that you know consults with your business. Talk to them about not only the implications for 
you know, what your balance sheet allows and, and the financial position your, your company is, is in, but also, you know, what, are there any tax implications? Are there some tax advantages to doing this? Um, does it make sense for them to, you know, step in and do some more tax planning with you? Um, it also is important to talk to your attorneys that, you know, consult with your business to see, you know, what their uh, thoughts are both on tax implications as well as any, you know, legal implications that would be at play. And then, you know, talk to your management team, talk to, you know, your board of directors, if you've got one, talk to other trusted advisors, uh, you know, a financial advisor. I think it's it's a big decision, just like purchasing a home. And therefore, it's important to make a very informed decision. So determining the amount that you would borrow, I, I think is a process that you go through and talking to a lot of your trusted advisors and, and help getting them to help you arrive at what that answer is. The next couple of steps are kind of evaluating, you know, what are the benefits to the business um, and do those benefits outweigh the risk um, associated with with adding debt to the to the business. And then finally, you've got to prepare yourself to go out and talk to a lender. And that means, you know, getting your financial statements organized, getting your tax returns filed and organized and ready to provide, as well as, you know, personal financials for the owners of that business. Um, typically in, in the small business lending space, most banks will require the owners of the business to guarantee the debt as well as the business. And so they'll want to underwrite the individuals who own that business as well as the business itself. Okay. So when is the best time for a entrepreneur to apply for a small business loan? You'd think I'd tell you always, given that I'm out in the business of, of selling loans, but uh, it's a it's a great question. And I imagine it's a question that, uh, you know, a lot of our audience has. Um, I would say, generally speaking, you know, your business probably needs to be in operations for two years. Um, most banks have credit policies that they lend, um, make their lending decisions based on, and almost every bank I know of has a minimum in time business in time of business for that particular borrower of two years or more. Exceptions can be made to that, but whenever there are exceptions made to credit policy, then typically um, there's going to be some more restrictions around that loan arrangement. Um, other, you know, indicators of when it's a good time. It's when your business is profitable, when you're generating sufficient cash flow to be able to take on some additional monthly obligations, i.e., you know, a new loan payment. Um, and then also, you know, when you feel like your team is in a position to to take on whatever this opportunity is. So um, it's, it's hard to give, you know, just basic rules of thumb. But uh, I think, you know, if you've been in business for two plus years, you're performing well and generating some good excess cash flow and you feel like you've got a good opportunity that um, can add additional growth and strength to the business, then that's probably the best time. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. 
And now let's get back to the podcast. <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't want to sound dumb or anything like that, but I guess I was a little surprised by your answer, if I'm being real, because, you know, I guess it, it would have a whole, this might be an exception to the rule like you're talking about, where I've got a concept, I want to start the business, but I don't have the capital to start the business. The, those are, I guess, harder loans to come by. They are. They are. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, um, take steps to, to, to look into starting a business and financing it. But oftentimes, early stage businesses, um, their initial startup costs are, are done in, you know, bootstrap financing ways. And by that, I mean, they use their own personal resources, whether it be, you know, savings that they've built up over time. They tap into equity they have in their home. They use personal credit cards. They borrow money from family and friends. And um, even though that's not, you know, necessarily ideal, it's the reality of the matter. There are some um, lending programs that can, that are in place to help with startups, but they're still not going to be for every startup businesses. Um, this specifically the one that comes to mind that a lot of people think about are the SBA. Um, the SBA is a government in, agency that partners with banks to provide funding uh, where banks can't comfortably do so on their own. Um, but even the SBA has got some requirements around a business, you know, being started, you, you know, they, they will make exceptions to their rules. But more often than not, the SBA is not coming in and financing startup businesses too. And when they do, they typically will take a lien against um, the owner of the business's house. They're really going to attach themselves to the personal income, outside income, and personal assets of the business owner. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that. So the title of this particular podcast episode is The Do's and Don'ts of Small Business Loans. So with that said... I want to focus on the dues right now. So Fuller, what are your top three dues for getting a small business loan? Great question. And they're not, you know, prioritized based on the order that I present them. But, um, you know, this is one that I've talked about over and over again, just in this short time we've been together. But my number one is be prepared, you know, um, you know, be able to explain to the lender why you need this loan and why this opportunity is right for your business at this time. And also being prepared to provide financial statements, tax returns, financial projections, and having all that readily available. The more prepared you look to the lender, the more comfortable they're going to be with underwriting this loan and potentially approving the loan. The more unprepared and disorganized you appear, the more it's going to reflect on your ability to repay this loan. Number two, I'd recommend finding, you know, a good local lender who seems to have the capacity to, to learn and understand your business so that not only can they be a consultant for you and help educate you on the process and, you know, from a banking perspective, what a good decision is for you and what's not, but also so they can be a very good advocate for you to the credit officers and underwriters that are approving these loans. And then finally, um, this one, you know, I discussed before, but also talk to all your trusted advisors, your CPAs, your attorneys, your board, your key management professionals, and any other trusted advisors you have and get their input. And, um, you know, from there, you will be very well prepared to present your case to a lender um, to get approved for this loan. 
are great. Okay, so those are your do's. <laughs> your top three don'ts of getting a small business loan. All right. Again, not in any particular prioritization, but um, I think, you know, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. I, I often talk to folks that that they fall in love with just growing their top line revenue, but don't give a whole lot of thought to the f- impact it's going to have on the bottom line or their margins. And um, so, you know, it's it's really you know, make sure you're making an investment into your business that's going to be rewarding not only in growing your sales, but in driving additional cash flow and profitability into the business. Seems obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many business owners and successful businesses kind of fall in love with chasing sales and sometimes forget about the bottom line. Um, the other one would be make sure your loan need your loan matches um, your lending need. By that, I mean, you know, if you're going out to purchase an asset, make sure that you're financing it over a period of time and you're paying it down, i.e. don't use a line of credit to buy a piece of real estate or a piece of equipment. Make sure you're getting a, a loan that is secured and structured in a way that's tied back to that asset and the useful life of that asset. Um, also, make sure not to you know, stretch out the repayment of things. If you're buying a new fleet of vehicles for your delivery or sales team, make sure that, you know, you're not borrowing these funds over 10 years when the value of these vehicles is going to go down by 20% per year. You're going to get three years into it. And you're going to find that, you know, the value of what's securing these loans is well shy of what you still owe. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, just be careful of working with folks that don't understand or know, don't know your business. Um, you know, again, working with somebody local, um, again, I'm, I'm kind of tooting, you know, my own horn here as a local lender, but I think it's important. They need to be able to put eyes on what you're doing, have an understanding of your industry and your business. And that way they'll be a good consultant and a good advocate to help you, you know, navigate this process. And then on the backside, you know, there, there are going to be requirements of working with your lender once you borrow the funds. And should anything go wrong, that lender, if they know your business, they're going to help you get out of the ditch a lot easier than if you're working with somebody online or somebody that you don't know very well. Right. So again, they all seem pretty obvious. Um, they are, but I think folks sometimes forget about some of the obvious do's and don'ts. Right. Well, those are great tips. I appreciate it. So um, again, I know you are a wealth of expertise on this topic, but I'm going to ask you one last question. Sure. What qualifiers are you looking for when you talk to small businesses about their lending needs? This this is another great question and one that, you know, differs quite a bit from some of the other answers I gave. You know, if, if you're going out to buy a a house and borrow using a mortgage or you're taking out a personal loan, the bank is largely just going to look at your credit score and your personal income and then match that up to the amount of debt you have. So basically it's it's almost like a two-factor approval decision based on credit score and your debt to income ratio. With looking at, at business borrowers, it's completely different. Um, a bank is going to evaluate everything from the financial strength of that borrower, what kind of cash flow they're generating. Does that, you know, is that enough cash flow to pay back the loan? Um, and is it enough cash flow to pay back the loan with a good bit of cushion? We use the term debt service coverage ratio as kind of our, you know, 
key metric. And typically, you know, we want that ratio to show that you've got 25 to 50 percent cushion in your cash flow um, to, to support whatever monthly payment that would be. Um, to make the math real simple, let's say that you go out and borrow, you know, $100,000 and your monthly payment on that is going to be $1,000 a month. The bank would like to see that the business is generating net cash flow after paying all their expenses of, say, you know, $1,500 or more or at minimum $1,250. Because we want to know that both in good times and in bad times, you're generating enough cash to pay that that loan back. Then we also want to know, you know, do you have a good bit of balance sheet strength, i.e., do you have the liquidity on your balance sheet to overcome any periods where you're not generating cash flow? And do you have, you know, equity built up into your assets that give you some cushions of protection in case, you know, sales stop for a period of time or, or you know, contract for a period of time? And then getting beyond the financial scope of the business, we look at the character and financial strength of the owners and guarantors um, of that loan, i.e. The, the owners of that business. We look at the amount of time that that company has been in business. Um, is it multi-generational? Um, what kind of reputation do they have? How do they compare with their competitors here locally? What's their management experience and what's the strength of their management team? What industry do they operate in and uh, what, you know, particular risk are associated with that industry and what's the outlook for that industry? Um, you know, we can all think of, of businesses that at one point in time were extremely profitable businesses, but then technology changed or consumer demand changed and, and the need for that business kind of just fell by the wayside. Um, and then, you know, the last couple of things are just, you know, do you have collateral? Um, to support that loan. And, uh, you know, what is, you know, your borrowing history, if you've got a borrowing history with that particular lender, and if you always paid things on time. Um, there are such things as business credit scores. Um, some lenders utilize them, others don't utilize them as um, regularly as, say, in the consumer loan process. So if you do have a business credit score, making sure that it's, you know, a solid score, um, but it's not as important as it is in the consumer lending space. Okay. I think I hit all the notes that I jotted down in bullet points on that question, but you know, it 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 is a there's a lot of qualifiers. Um and you know, generally speaking, it's it's not always a black and white uh approval process. Um banks do have the ability to make some judgment calls and really the advice I would give to to um, potential borrowers is just being prepared, being organized and being able to portray yourself in that light goes a long ways. Right. Well, all great advice. Um, I really do appreciate you being here and sharing all that you've uh, shared about the small business loans, do's and don'ts. Um, again, um, I want to remind everybody, check the chamber calendar. We have so much going on this month and in the months to come, it's going to be um, really exciting time. We were in a season of growing at the chamber. So make sure you're checking out the calendar at lewisville-clemens.com. And as for this episode, that is a wrap. And I thank you again, Fuller, for joining me today. And I'll catch you guys next week um, when we have our next episode of the Lewisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Denise. Absolutely. 
Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.